welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I am your host. On today's episode, we are talking about imagination. And I know I've talked a lot about this lately, but a little different spin on it, okay? Um, really talking about being the, the dealer in ideas. So understanding the power of an idea when it comes to you and the extra power you give it when you entertain it for a little bit, okay? So in order to really illustrate this, I'm going to share a story that I was introduced to several years ago that just keeps kind of popping into my head over and over again. And I'm just going to read it right from a book for you. Okay. And then I'll tease out a couple different, um, mindset principles for you. And you don't necessarily need to take notes today. Um, just sit back and relax and enjoy it. Okay. All right, let's jump right in. So we're talking about imagination today, right? So being what I call a dealer in ideas, okay? Now, I know I've talked a lot about imagination lately and, you know, especially in connection with your dreams and your goals. So I hope that you're still practicing that imagination, all right? But today I want to talk about imagination in... I guess, in view of this idea of ideas. Okay. So we're change your thinking, change your life. So, you know, imagination and ideas are absolutely part of that. Right. So I want to tell you a story. Now, this story was, um, first introduced to me through the think and grow rich book by Napoleon Hill. All right. So there's a whole chapter on imagination in there, by the way. Um, but it talks about, so the title is The Enchanted Kettle, okay? So I'm actually going to redo the story because I think it's that good. I don't want to give you just my summary. I want to read you the whole story. So kind of just sit back and relax and take it in. And then I'm going to kind of pinpoint a few things for you so that uh, it'll get you thinking, okay? All right, so The Enchanted Kettle. Many years ago, an old country doctor drove to town hitched his horse, quietly slipped into a drugstore by the back door, and began dickering with the young drug clerk. His mission was destined to yield great wealth to many people. It was destined to bring to the South the most far-flung benefit since the Civil War. For more than an hour, behind the prescription counter, the old doctor and the clerk talked in low tones. Then the doctor left. He went out to the buggy and brought back a large old-fashioned kettle and a big wooden paddle used for stirring the contents of the kettle and deposited them in the back of the store. The clerk inspected the kettle, reached into his inside pocket, took out a roll of bills and handed it over to the doctor. The roll contained exactly $500, the clerk's entire savings. The doctor handed over a small slip of paper on which was written a secret formula. The words on that small slip of paper were worth a king's ransom, but not to the doctor. Those magic words were needed to start the kettle boiling, but neither the doctor nor the young clerk knew what fabulous fortunes were destined to flow from that kettle. The old doctor was glad to sell the outfit for $500. The money would pay off his debts and give him freedom of mind. The clerk was taking a big chance by staking his entire life savings on a mere scrap of paper and an old kettle. He never dreamed his investment would start a kettle overflowing with gold that would surpass the miraculous 
performance of Aladdin's lamp. What the clerk really purchased was an idea. The old kettle and the wooden paddle and the secret message on a slip of paper were incidental. The strange performance of that kettle began to take place after the new owner mixed with the secret instructions an ingredient of which the doctor knew nothing about. Read this story carefully and give your imagination a test. See if you can discover what it was that the young man added to the secret message which caused the kettle to overflow with gold. Remember as you, as you read that this is not a story from Arabian Nights. Here you have a story of facts, stranger than fiction, facts which began in the form of an idea. Let us take a look at the vast fortunes of gold this idea has produced. It has paid and still pays huge fortunes to men and women all over the world who distribute the contents of the kettle to millions of people. The old kettle is now one of the world's largest consumers of sugar, thus providing jobs of a permanent nature to thousands of men and women engaged in growing sugar cane and in refining and marketing sugar. The old kettle consumes annually millions of glass bottles, providing jobs to huge numbers of glass workers. The old kettle gives employment to an army of clerks, copywriters, and advertising experts throughout the nation. It has brought fame and fortune to scores of artists who have created magnificent pictures describing the product. The old kettle has converted a small southern city into the business capital of the south, which now benefits, directly or indirectly, every business and practically every resident of the city. The influence of this idea now benefits every civilized country in the world, pouring out a continuous stream of gold to all who touch it. Gold from the kettle built and maintains one of the most prominent colleges of the South where thousands of young people receive the training essential for success. The, that old kettle has done other marvelous things. All through the depression of the 1930s, when factories, banks, and business houses were folding up and quitting by the thousands, the owner of this enchanted kettle went marching on, giving continuous employment to an army of men and women all over the world, and paying out extra portions of gold to those who, long ago, had faith in the idea. If the product of that old brass kettle could talk, it would tell thrilling tales of romance in every language. Romance of love, romance of business, romance of professional men and women who are daily stimula stimulated by it. The author is sure of at least one such romance, for he was a part of it, and it all began not far from the very spot on which the drug clerk purchased the old kettle. It was here that the author met his wife, and it was she who first told him of the enchanted kettle. It was the product of that kettle they were drinking when he asked her to accept him for better or worse. Now that you know the content of the Enchanted Kettle, it is a world-famous drink. It is fitting that the author confess that the home city of the drink supplied him with a wife, also that the drink itself provides him with stimulation of thought without intoxication, and thereby serves the, to give the refreshment of mind an author must have to do his best work. Whoever you are, Wherever you may live, whatever occupation you may be engaged in, just remember in the future, every time you see the words Coca-Cola, that its vast empire of wealth and influence grew out of one single idea, and that the myster mysterious ingredient the drug clerk, Asa Candler, mixed with the secret formula was imagination. 
imagination. Okay. Because any idea you may create as sound and meritorious as Coca-Cola has the possibility of duplicating the stupendous record of this worldwide thirst killer. Thoughts are things and their scope of operation is the world itself. Now, listen, let's talk about this. So the doctor pretty much gave away his idea, his, his formula, right? For $500 so that he could be out of debt and he could be free in his mind. Okay. Now this clerk bought it up with everything he had. Right. And what did he buy? Quite frankly, he bought an idea, right. On a piece of paper. Sure. The pot and the the stirrer came with it, but really in essence, he bought the idea, right? Okay. And then he was able to use his imagination and come up with a, a future story in his head, a picture of how this might, you know, affect him and, and how it might help him be successful. Now, I'm pretty sure he didn't come up with what we currently know of as Coca-Cola, literally all around the world, right? He probably didn't think that far in advance, but it got things moving, right? To, to have that idea, to mix it up with imagination and to get the ball rolling. Okay. So this is when I talk about having an idea and using your imagination, really, I'm, I'm asking you to, you know, enter into the spirit of something, right? So when you get an idea, entertain it for a while, right? Don't just immediately dismiss it. Don't, you know, take, go running off to, you know, whoever your loved one or friend is and say, Hey, I've got an idea and then let them talk you out of it right? Don't try to figure out how in the world it's going to happen, because I'm pretty sure that if, if Asa Kamler had stopped and said, huh, I wonder how we're going to get this to everybody in, in the whole world, he probably wouldn't have started on his journey, right? Exactly. So what ideas do you have or that you've received in the past that you're waiting to, to kind of get the ball rolling? Okay. Maybe you have ideas for health, right? You want, you want to get healthy. Um, maybe you have ideas for making some money, right? Maybe you have ideas of things that you would love to learn, right? I have a friend right now. He's got, I don't know, five degrees. What's, you know, I, I've lost count at this point, but he would love to learn more about, I think his newest thing is um, like deep sea diving, right? Uh, he, he knows he doesn't need a degree for that, but he's, it's a passion of his. And so he's entertaining that idea right? Um, do you have an idea for a different career, right? Maybe, maybe, you know, with COVID-19 happening, you, you're thinking, Hmm, what can I do from home? Right. For the first time, or maybe you're working from home and you're like, I think I need to have talked to my boss about staying home after this is all done. Right. Or maybe now that you're home with your, your kids, you're like, you know what? I could do this homeschooling thing. Or perhaps, you know, when, when all of this is over, you're going to be like me and say, everybody just leave the house and give it back to me, <laughs> right? Um, how about relationships? You know, have you got an idea for, you know, uh, maybe you don't know how, but, but let's just say, you know, there's something that, that you've noticed in a relationship that you have, whether it be with your significant other, a family member or friends, right? And you know, it's not exactly what you want. You would like something different. Do you have an idea of what you think that that might look like? Can you entertain it for just a little bit? Use your imagination. Create this story of positivity around what you're seeing. Okay. So when I'm asking you to, you know, entertain an idea, think about, um, you know, using your imagination, 
It's the same exact process that Asa Candler used. When he was talking to that doctor for an hour in the back of the store, I'm sure his juices were flowing in his head, right? And he was like, huh, I wonder if we could do this and I wonder if we could do that, right? And then as soon as that doctor left with all of his money and now here, you know, the rubber's got to meet the road at this point, right? I just gave away my whole savings. Think about that. At that time, $500 was a huge amount of money, right? Just on a side note, um, how much have you invested in yourself to be a better person personally or professionally so far in, in 2020? So I'm talking about you, right? So how much have you personally invested so that you can be a better person? Now, I, you know, I don't like to talk numbers or anything, but I'm going to use this as an example. And I was really thinking about this the other day when I was on a walk, trying to figure out in 2019, how much did I spend? And then I thought, okay, well, so far, you know, we're only into the, to April now, how much have I spent this year? So this year alone, so since January 1st of 2020, I have spent almost $5,000 just on personal and professional development. Okay. The reason why I'm sharing this with you, not so you can go, oh my gosh, Michelle, you know, that's crazy. Or, oh my gosh, Michelle, wow, that's amazing. It doesn't really matter. But the reason why I'm sharing it with you is because you see, I know the value of of investing in me. Okay. I know I'm going to make that money back this year. I guarantee you. Okay. But what am I investing in? It's not the package or the program that I'm offering or being offered, right? It's, it's the idea. Okay, I know that when I follow this mentor and I buy his program, the ideas I'm going to get from him are going to make me thousands of dollars beyond that. Okay, so when was the last time that you at least entertained an idea that popped into your head and at most invested some money in your own personal growth and development? Okay, now listen, I would never ever in my life ask you to do something that I don't already do. I calculated this out and last year it's somewhere between 15 and, and $18,000 for the whole year that I spent on bettering myself. Okay. So, you know, maybe in the future, I'm going to ask you to buy a, a $50 product, right? I don't want you to go, Oh, Michelle, that's way too much. Okay. I want you to think about, all right, if you were that clerk in the back of the office and you had 500 bucks and you knew in your head, I've got an idea. And look what, look what happened to that idea, right? That's where I want your headspace to be. Not just in relation to me, but other people, you know, anything that comes to you. Because you literally can have the life that you want right now, but some of you have got to stop and start entertaining the ideas in your imagination, okay? So do you set aside time regularly to think? I mean, that's a good question, right? What do you do to bring your ideas to reality? I can guarantee you I have thinking time every single day. Now, some days it's a little longer or a little shorter, right? Depending on my schedule. But I think about ideas every single day. Okay? You got to do that too. All right? So think about that. What ideas are coming to you and how can you set aside a little bit of time to you know, just entertain them for a little bit. Use your imagination. Come up with something new.
Okay, so I have a bit of a challenge for you. This is your your call to action this week, okay? So uh, if you are brave enough and you want to try this out, one thing I would encourage you to do is once or twice this week, okay? And if you would like to do it more, feel free, but really challenge yourself once or twice this week. Just sit down and set aside 10 to 15 minutes to sit and think about an idea that you have received, okay? And maybe it's in, you know, the health, wealth, wisdom, career, relationships category. Doesn't matter what part of your life it is. You're just practicing this thinking principle, okay? So you you set aside a time in your calendar, say, okay, I know on this day at 10 a.m., I'm going to sit for 15 minutes and I'm going to think about my idea. Then you find a nice quiet place and you just kind of sit there and just think about the idea and write down whatever comes to you. Okay. I know it might seem a little weird at first when you do it, but I promise you the more you do it, the the less weird it gets, or maybe the more weird it gets, because as I'm thinking about it, you know, there are some times when I sit down and I'm doing this thinking time and an idea comes to me and I'm like, whoa, right? Um, but I, I recognize the value of those ideas too, because typically the really wild and crazy ones are the ones that are the most successful. All right. So just see what comes to you. That's all I ask for you this week. Just try it out and see what happens. Okay. If you need anything, let me know. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.